0: a good piece of two strike hitting. All right, that's two strike hitting. There you go, brother. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but I'm interacting out here with uh, Yankee fans. It's pretty crazy.
1: It is pretty crazy. And we are thankful that Alex Verdugo of the Boston Red Sox is joining us on another episode of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. You better be careful, young man, or the Yankee fans are going to start liking you.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually funny from that uh, from that incident. I had some uh, Yankee fans kind of be like, "Like, am I really liking Alex Redugo from the Red Sox right now? Like, this can't happen." But uh, no, that was just that was just cool, man. That was that was one of the the cooler baseball moments that I've had. That guy, um, his name was Mark, actually. So you know, he he was just you know kind of jawing at me, but. Uh, like I playfully was, you know, John right back with him, Like, you know, prior to this, the whole game. And, uh, you know, at at that point I was like, I was like, you know, I was like, bro, you're my dog. Like, you know, I had just got that hit too. So, you know, I went and showed him some love. And then, um, actually right after that, he, he grabbed his phone. He was like, Hey, I got tickets for tomorrow. Same spot. (laughs) And so I was like, heck yeah, bro. Come on. I'm here. I'm going to be right here. So, uh you know he made those he made those couple days uh real fun and kind of got the fans like you know really into it.
1: All right, so what happens then? Because the Yankees fans are treated to, they are treated to hate you if you're on the visiting team. If you are from Boston,
0: they're gonna treat you like dog shit. <laughs> so were they nice to you the rest of the week? No, not at all, not at all. They were they were absolutely ruthless. It, yeah, there was no, it wasn't them being nice at all, man. They they did everything they could, man. They were, they were ch- chanting, you know, family members names. They were chanting Mookie bets. They were, um, yeah, they, they went, they went crazy. I think they even had like, you know, they were doing like the, the, the arm thing and they were all, asshole. asshole. I was like, is this directed towards me? And they're all, yeah. So I was like, Oh my God. But, um, like, it, yeah, but it was just, like I said, that guy right there, I, I, I was mainly turning around and talking to him and, like, messing around with him. And then other fans from higher up would see and be like, you know, that was, that was their chance. Like, boom, give him the bird. Boom, like, yell. And uh, they, were, they, were pretty, they were pretty crazy. Man. But it was a lot of fun, though, because I was laughing, like, the whole time. I'm not going to lie.
1: So you can hear it. Like, some guys just say, you know, I don't hear it. It's just white noise. You can hear it when you're on the field?
0: Yeah. Like, like it, it depends. Cause there is times where it's white noise. Like, you know, it's just kind of drowned out or you can't, you can hear something. You just can't fully comprehend what's being said um, for me there, man, the, the Bronx, like the, they yell so loud, <laughs> like their voice, like they're used to screaming out there. So, you know, I feel like and I'm playing deep cause some of the guys like on the Yankees, they got power. So I'm like right by the warning track. And it's just like they're they're right there, man. They're I can hear it.
1: Was there one thing that somebody said where you laughed and you were like, okay, that was pretty funny?
0: Um shoot.
1: Or somewhere, maybe not in the Bronx, but somewhere where you've heard it and you were like, Okay, that that's creative. I mean, there's
0: been there's been some funny ones. I can't think of it like off the off the top like that, but I definitely know that there's been a couple guys that have like said some stuff. And like you know, I got a good laugh out of it, and I I had to like turn around and just give him like a little glove tilt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, you know, that was a good one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start actually on those altercations. I'm gonna go in the dugout and write it down. Let's say, but I, I got to keep this just because uh, my memory is. I, I'm always thinking about the game, thinking about like a lot of stuff. So like those things will kind of escape me. But yeah, there's been some there's been some fans that have kind of kind of got under like. It <laughs> made me laugh, like real good laugh. And I was like, I kind of like this guy.
1: <laughs> See, now what you gotta do is bring like a mini notepad and just put it in your back pocket. You know how you guys have those little cards for defensive alignments and stuff? <laughs> bring a mini notepad and just write down the really funny ones.
0: And then that'd be great until you slide on your pen. What so you you take it out
1: when you're running around the bases? How often do you slide on your ass in the outfield? If you're diving, you're usually diving
0: chest first. You're gonna be good. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're Julio, like JD, he's always, he's always, he's always going basket catch. You know what I mean? Boom. Basket catch. And sometimes like I got to do it too. I've been, I've been kind of doing it. I haven't been diving too much.
1: So you grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Um, Did you get to many Diamondbacks games when you were a kid?
0: Um, I got to a couple, you know, not, not too many, but, but I did get to a few, you know, I, I played a lot of baseball, like travel ball, going to right. Phoenix and, and playing out there. So, you know, already being up there, like I, I went to, I went to a few, my, it was probably like the Diamondbacks and the Boston Red Sox were like my favorite teams. Like obviously Diamondbacks, just cause they, you know, they were close enough for me to watch them. And then Boston was like my real favorite team, but obviously like being from Tucson, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go out to Massachusetts.
1: So how do you become a Red Sox fan? Just because they started getting good in 04 and started winning titles when you were growing up in your formative years, or is it a family thing, or what is it?
0: I think it's just like partially like like you said, like when I was when I was younger watching them, they were good. They were playing good, exciting. Like and it felt like ESPN was always playing like the Red Sox versus the Yankee series. Like uh, every yeah. they still every, do. every time. So I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, like I'm I'm like I'm watching it, L- ended up falling in love with like David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez. Um, you know, I love, I liked watching uh Kurt Schilling's pitch, uh, Josh Beckett. You know, I like Coco Chris, Mike Lowell. Like there's a lot of guys on that team that you know Jason Veritek, like it just JD Drew. I mean, you know Jacoby Ellsbury. Like it, it goes on. Like those guys, like they all kind of had something and, and brought something to the table, you know, whether it was their attitudes, skill, like all of them were talented and skillful, but, you know, just, just watching them all go about it, all play, all hit and hearing mm-hmm. announcers talk about them. And, and like, you know, it just kind of like, maybe like, I was like, dude, I really like the Red Sox. Like I just, I didn't plan on being a fan, but just ended up, I was like, you know, I love these guys and my favorite color is red. So it just kind of like was already gravitated that way. I was like, I, I like watching, I like seeing their uniforms.
1: So when you um, had you ever seen the Red Sox play before you actually played for the Red Sox or anything?
0: Um, Did you
1: go because they don't come out I think to Arizona the very often?
0: I feel like they, I feel like they played the Diamondbacks at some yeah. point. Because uh, I was, I was, uh, I think we were on, like we were sitting, like on the visiting side on the visiting side of um, the D-back stadium. And I'm pretty sure David Ortiz is walking on deck and my dad's like yelling at him, like, David, David, say hi. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, dad chill. Like, he's not going to, he's not going to respond right now, dude. He's trying to get locked in for the game. And uh, cause he never, he never, like he never looked back or like responded. He was just like straight, you know, like that. I was like, dad, I probably wouldn't look back either. So I was like, I can't, you can't get mad at him for that.
1: Yeah. But then there's that great video after you got traded of you hugging Poppy. Was that the first time you had a chance to meet him? And if so, did you like revert back to being a 10 year old kid?
0: Yeah, that was, that was literally the first, the absolute first time I met him, man. I was like, it was kind of like weird. Cause you know, I really don't have those, uh, those people that like make me feel that way or like make me go back to being a kid like that. I'm pretty, you know, like, pretty i guess like a man about it where i'm like hey yeah that's cool like but he's still another man like you know what i mean he's still another cool dude like he's just, it, but yeah david it was just weird man it was like i was like oh my god like is he glowing <laughs> you know what I mean? just like this is david ortiz bro. I, I hugged him and i was like this dude is huge bro i was like oh my god and i was like no wonder why this guy hit balls the way he did but it was just, it's one of those things. And I, I got to talk to him a little bit more after that and um, you know, off camera and stuff like that. And it's just, he, he's a, he's a funny, funny, funny guy. And an absolute, like just a legend, man. He was great to talk to. He's, he's one of those guys. When he walks into a room, he, he lights up the room. You know what I mean? Like, like every, like the tension, everything, you're like, you stop what you're doing for a second. You're like, who, who, oh shit, that's David, okay, that's Big Poppy. Like, no, nah, he's just, he, he lights it up, man. He it was, he's cool. He's one of those, one of those guys for me, for sure.
1: I loved the look on your face when you were about ready to hug him because it did, it looked like you were a 10 year old. <laughs> and I think that is the best part of sports is that here on the Chris Rose rotation, we hear from our co-hosts all the time. Like when they had a chance to meet somebody, a big leaguer or somebody that was important in their life, like, it's okay to let your guard down, dude. You know, like, it's it's important. I think that's something that you are doing so well is you're breaking down that wall between pro athlete and fan. We've seen you interacting. We saw that great viral video of you teaching somebody about hitting. Is that something that is important to you?
0: Um. Yeah, you know, I just, I like to be like, um, I'm a big believer, you know, like treat people like how you want to be treated. And, you know, I know like, Like it could be easy to get frustrated or, you know, impatient or, or just kind of like, you know, you want to just go from point A to B without anybody seeing you or, or, you know, asking for autographs or, or, you know, pictures. But like, I, I just, I enjoy it, man. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy talking to fans. I, I still, I'm 25 right now, but you know, I still obviously feel young and, and, connected feel young
1: Alex stop you're just you're 25 yeah Yeah, but I mean like
0: you know like that little kid in me man like I still have that like little kid in me where you know it's just I I know I know how it is if like I was in another situation like you know if I really loved baseball like watching it and I had like that super guy and like if I was a kid and I got to meet David Ortiz you know what I mean like like that's how I think about it I guess is, is my way of saying it or if You know, if I got it, like, when I was a kid, I really liked Ken Griffey Jr. as well. Like, you know, if I could have been, like, and seen these guys there, like, heard anything from them, got, you know, just whatever, advice, talked. It would have been really cool. So, for me, it's just, I kind of do the same thing, you know, and I see these fans, like, you know, the one in Minnesota with the hitting video was just, they were actually waiting for, I think, the home player to come out. And uh, I just happened to be there, you know, talking to my family. They walked away and uh, they came over here running and just I like their vibe, man. I like the the look in their faces, you know, the the actual, um, you know, I guess like, like the actual like they, it meant something to them. You know what I mean? Like they were actually engaged and like wanted to hear it. It wasn't like, you know, one of those kids just trying to be like a smart ass or, or you know, just kind of like. Right just mess around with you. So like when you see that and you see the seriousness in their faces, like, like, I feel like the least I can do is uh, like talk to you and and give you a little like perspective of what I think, you know, it might not necessarily translate to them or or work for them, but you know, it is another point of view that they can potentially just kind of take in and, and, you know, do what they want with it.
1: You know what you gave them? You gave them a memory. New. That's what it's about, man. I mean, like sometimes when we're all involved in the game, I've been on the, the outskirts of it. Obviously I've never played, but I've been fortunate enough to be around 15 world series and stuff like that. Like don't ever take the arena that we're all in for granted. And, and you're passing that along. I think that's so good. And so important. definitely
0: so. I, I would agree. I mean, like, like you said, this game is so hard and, and you never know how long you're going to be here for, you know what I mean? And Injuries and everything like that, so you just take every day for, kind of not like it's your last, but you know just. But appreciate with that it. Motto. That's all. Yeah, that's
1: all you got to do is appreciate it, it's, and it's awesome. But you did. It's funny. You did have the chance to meet some legends when you were a kid, and you started being one of the dudes and playing in the Under Armour game at Wrigley Field and stuff like that. I saw pictures with you and Barry Larkin. I saw pictures of you and Cal Ripken. I saw you and pictures of Mike <laughs> Cameron and stuff. Like when you are meeting these guys, do you remember the feeling? Yes, I remember these guys,
0: dude. I remember seeing freaking Cal Ripken was like, was what got me. Like, Bill Ripken was super funny, like, hands down, funny, funny as heck. Um, Great guy. But like, when I saw Cal, just like, you know, seeing the size of him, and I was like, dude, this guy played all those games. Like, what? Like, and I was, like, looking at Biggie. And I was like, this is – And just, like, the fact that he holds that record, it, like, it kind of just, like, makes me, like, you know, my eyes – like, my brain hurts trying to, like, think about that. Like, you know, like, not we're not even talking about, like, slumping, like, mental – mental, just a mental breather. Like, Like, we're talking about everything. Physically, he went through it all just kind of, like – he had a lot of different batting stances for, like, how he felt that day or what he wanted to do. So, it was just – he's an iron man, bro. It was, it was absolutely crazy. So when I met him, it was cool. Um, but like, I, at the same time, when I meet them and I'm that young, it's like, you know, I, I wanted to kind of like not play that cool card, but like, be like, I'm going to be a big leaguer. Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to like be so like head over heels for like, Oh man. Like I was like, I was like that, but I was also like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in the bigs though, guys. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what Did you, you tell guys are doing man? too. I, I'm sure like I think Mike for sure because Mike Mike called me laser show. I don't know if he remembers that or not, but uh we were at that thing and, and he's I seen you hit, hit hitting. He's all like, you hit nothing but lasers, man. You're a laser show. And so like that. I just kind of stuck that stuck with me with Mike, man. I thought he was always cool as heck. So um but that was one thing that like they would they would kind of say.
1: So you were the top. I went back and, and read the draft prospect list you were the top two-way player coming out of high school that year people don't know that you were a stud pitcher could you have been Shohei Ohtani
0: oh no nobody can be Shohei Ohtani let's let's just make that clear this guy is a video game all right he's he's nuts but um I definitely I definitely could uh feel like I could pitch you know what I mean I feel like I feel like it would um you know, not be a starter. I wouldn't want to be a starter. I would, I would probably want to, you know, play, play the, play the outfield, do what I do and, and come in in the eighth or the, you know, ninth or, you know, come in to, to get a tough out or something like that. That'd be cool. But those, those, th- those dreams, man, those, that would be like two, three years away. I would have to build up arm strength again. I'd have to do, you know, a lot of, a lot of throwing program and, and try to get the arm going again.
1: But wait a second, you could do it. You think
0: Oh yeah, yeah no, hundred percent. I, I I want to. I want to. I, I at some point, I, I really do want to. Like whether it's like I said, two years, you know, three. I, I don't know how long, but I, I want to uh, start. You know, in my off seasons, I'm gonna start. You know, really incorporating a throwing program and and taking care of my arm better. Like kind of how I did when I was a two way, because my arm felt a lot better for outfield throws and everything. So I know it's gonna benefit me at least in the outfield to, you know, get my throws even harder than what I'm at right now. And, uh, you know, like I said, it never hurts to, to kind of get on the bump one day and, and maybe they see a 96, 97 and their, their, their eyebrows go up a little bit. I don't know.
1: So I have a feeling you're bugging the shit out of Alex Cora. If there's ever a blowout, like you're going, you're going up to him and you're like, skip, it's the time to unleash the dragon. (laughs)
0: No, not not too much. Like I said, not too much this year because you know like my biggest thing this year is like hey, I want to stay healthy. I want to play a full season. I want to, you know, be do do all this and and once I have like a couple years of doing that, then it's like like I said, we we train a little different in the off season and we have we're built up for it. Okay, this year like, if I got on if I got on the bump this year, I I would just throw knuckles and maybe sneak in a hard one. Knuckles you're a knuckleballer. Yeah. I I have a knuckle. Yeah, I'm not a knuckleballer, but I I like if I pitched in, in a few years, I will I will feature a knuckleball.
1: Could you strike a guy out right now?
0: I I want to say yes. I want to say yes. Like it, it, it depends. Like I mean, I, I I'll strike out Julio J D Martinez. I'll strike him out.
1: Hold on. Does he know yep. you?
0: He said this to him. I've said this to him. I this is hey, I love Julio, man. He's my guy. Like the the banter, the the way we talk to each other, he he's made this year super fun for me. And it's cool to have like a veteran kind of, you know, take you under a little bit and and try to like, you know, just make you do the right things and 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 just really like teach you more. So uh for us, we have a really good banter though, man. We always are, are jawing at each other and getting, getting under each other's skins. And, uh, you know, he, he's my guy. So I, I, but I think I got him. I think I got him. And what does he say when you say that you can strike him out? He says no chance, obviously, but you know, I told him, Hey, you don't know about this little high spin rate forcing up in, up in the zone, bud. And then, and then with two strikes, I'm going to bring out the knuckle. And he's going to be like, wait a minute. And I threw him my knuckle, too, and it almost broke his wrist. <laughs> so he, like, he, he's like, yeah, he, he's crazy, man. That guy's, he's hilarious. Hey,
1: can I read you the scouting report on you from, I believe this is from Bleacher Report, right after the Dodgers took you in the second round that year. And they were talking about your chances of signing were 85%. I think you were committed to ASU, though, right?
0: Yeah, but I really wasn't going to go to
1: ASU. All right. Well, so here's the scouting report. Even though Verdugo isn't a first round talent, it's easy to see why a team would go over slot to sign a player like him because of his versatility. If you want to try him in the outfield, there's value in that. If you want to immediately put him in the rotation, you're going to get a mid rotation starter.
0: That's not bad. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's for you. That's- you just said you, know, you, you wanted
1: no part of the rotation, though. You said you're a you're a bullpen. Could you, if you had just done pitching,
0: you would have been. A, you would have been a starter. Yeah, I would have started probably for sure. Just to just to have the one every five day life. You know what I mean? Just hey, I got this day, four days off. I got this day. Like that would be, but um, you know, like I, I did like I did like I put it this way. I I like to pitch but I love to hit, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like that's how I always would tell scout scouts. And like, my thing is I, I hated, I hated the fact that they made us choose one. You know what I mean? I really wish that, that right out of high school, they would have let me just do the two way in, in pro ball and like, never lose my, like, never lose that feel of, you know, working those, those certain muscles. Cause different muscles engage when you're on top of a mound going yes. downhill and like, you know, average fans, like maybe don't know about that, but like players that understand, like, you know, even just when on blowout games, like, you know, they'll go up there and throw 70 and they'll come off and be like, dude, I'm a little sore, <laughs> like my lat or my, you know, cause you just work different right. muscles. And, uh, you know, I, 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 wish that, you know, being drafted, I, I would have just continued that trend. Maybe, you know, just, just, they would have watched my pitch load or, you know, just thrown just a couple innings here and there, you know, a couple of few days, but, um, you know, obviously that didn't happen. And, and it's just, like I said, I, I think, I think, it, I think it, we could get to the point in this game where like the show haze, the, you know, I think there's a McKay guy that's doing it as well. Yeah. First base pitcher. yeah huh. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, why not open that door back up? You know, where we, Rob, Rob <laughs> keeps talking about trying to make this game fun or do all two way guys is fun, you know, like, Hey, and there
1: there's nothing better than watching Shohei i I stop what I'm doing. It's appointment viewing whether he is on the mound or swinging a bat. And I guarantee you, you guys feel the same way in the clubhouse. If you're playing at a different time than the Angels and you see him up, you're like, I got to see what Sho's doing.
0: Yeah, you got to see if he's going to hit the home run. <laughs> I mean, he's unbelievable. You know, he's going to hit something hard and you just got to see it. But uh yeah, and no, I think that'd be really cool for the game too though, yep. just to see just to see two-way players kind of give that, get that opportunity. And, you know, obviously I feel like you could talk about, Oh, you're going to get injured more. Or you're going to get all this more, but it's like, you know, just learn how to manage it. That That's really the biggest thing.
1: So I'm curious, did you use sticky stuff when you were a pitcher? No, no.
0: I was in <laughs> high school, man. I didn't, we, I had no idea about sticky stuff. I would have had this, I would have had a little sticky stuff man. I feel like, I feel like I could have probably got like a 99 in there, you know? Cause you don't have to like, you don't have to pull down as hard or, or really do. So I don't know. I feel like it would just, it would just let me, let me really throw it and not feel like the ball's going to sail and hit the backs up. So,
1: so, you know, we're taping this on the, on the first day of the new implementation policy where, where pitchers are going to get checked. Are you happy about it or do you not give a shit?
0: But I I really don't care. So like that, that's a, that's the funny thing. Like I, I'm so, I'm so neutral about this. Like, like I, I will, met, like I met like our pitchers. Cause like, you know, there, there's pitchers that are like feeling some types of way about it, obviously like, you know, whether it's the abrupt, like, Hey, we're not doing, you're going absolutely cold Turkey of everything, you know, sunscreen rosin, including it's like, you know, people don't like that. And, uh, Hey, I think it is what it is. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if pitchers, you know, were are allowed to use sunscreen and rosin just to get a little more stick. I, I don't care. Like, for me, the high spin rate, you know, like, yeah, stuff was breaking a little sharper and and it made it a little bit tougher, but it like, I, I still, I'm not a big strikeout guy. You know, I kind of put the, put the barrel on the ball and just, you know, kind of take what, take is take what is given to me, I guess. And uh, like, like that video in New York, you know, that ball was 94, you know, at like my neck and I just kind of, you know, chopped at it and hit a base hit to left. So it's like, The high spin rate, like that stuff doesn't really bother me as much. Like I, I, I just feel like you find ways to adjust and adapt during the games. And, you know, if you, kind of like, that's the whole thing of filling out a pitcher that day. Like you're all, Hey, his stuff is sharp. Like his breakers boom, boom, or his thing is boom, boom. So then, you know, maybe I go a little bit aggressive for the first pitch. I see if it's a heater away and I just try to shoot it like so I, I'm really neutral with that whole substance stuff, man. I don't, I, I do agree like with the spider tech and like, you know, melting stuff and concocting stuff like that probably shouldn't be there, but you know what I mean? But sunscreen and rosin, like th- that should be allowed. And, and, you know, guys should be able to rub their arms and get a little something on it. And got it. Um, I really, I really don't care, man. It it's just, it is what it is. Yeah.
1: No, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, so you're a, uh, you're an emotional guy. What was it like the day you got drafted by the Dodgers?
0: <clears throat> so it was, it was like, for me, it's weird to say, cause you know, everybody, like I tell people <clears throat> where I got drafted and they're like, you know, you got drafted high. Like, but for me, it wasn't high. Like, you know, I got drafted in the second round, I think 60, 60 second overall, um, and obviously I was happy about it. You know, it was, it was good enough for me to sign, but at the time, like I, I was trying to be, you know, not, not necessarily the top five, top 10. I was just trying to be in that, like, you know, middle round first, first rounder. Like, that's kind of what I was like leaning for. So. Hold you on. Know, you were the, pissed. This sounds like you were pissed. Yeah. Like, you know, I was, I I, I wasn't, I was, but I, that's like, that's so that was the dumb thing too. Cause like looking back, like, people get drafted, you know, people get $5,000 to come play and, and people like, you know, they're non-drafted people just come. So it's like, like I was pissed in, in just like a, like a high maintenance way, you know, like I, I wanted more and I expected more like, but that's just how I am for myself. Like I, I wanted to, I seen some guys go, um, you know, ahead of me. And I was kind of like, you know, just, I was like, Oh, all right. Like, you know, and, and Hey, like, you know, maybe, there was, there was some like little, you know, things out there. Some, some maybe they were just scared that they didn't know like how my emotions would translate and you know, how I would be maybe, I don't know, but I just kind of took it as motivation, man. I, I just, I just said, you know, there were 61 people that went in front of me. Like I didn't feel like it should have been that way. And um, you know, just, I, I continued to learn, pick, pick people's brains. And, and that just kind of like forced me to like try to get to the big leagues faster.
1: So, were you a hothead and were you a hothead growing up? I mean, it sounds I think like so.
0: I, I think so. Were you? It's okay. I, if you I, were. I mean, like, not like not in a bad, not bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I was a little bit like crazy, a little bit wild, you know, like I like to have a good time and get angry too, but you know, nothing like too vicious. And, uh, I just think like, you know, it just maybe scared people, you know, because there was a couple of games too that we, we pitched against, uh, Like I would play against, you know, some rival high schools that we really didn't like and, you know, emotions would flare for sure. So, but, um, so you were a shit talker. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. give Give me
1: a, for instance, I want to hear a good rivalry story.
0: Um, I mean, I know, like, I know, like there's been, there's been several instances on, on baseball, like, um, you know, me pitching and stuff like there's, there's times where, you know, I remember I was a, I think I was a freshman, had the bases loaded, uh, not sure how they kind of got loaded. And I was, I was just so mad, man. I just, I just ended up rearing back telling every hitter, like the next three hitters, I had zero outs, next three hitters. I just kept telling fastball, fastball. And I was just, Foof, just Foof, <laughs> and just struck out the side, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I know there was a club that I was playing club ball in, in Chicago and, um, once again, like those travel teams, they kind of sometimes they get weird, you know. And like people were talking smack and and you know kind of getting getting under our players' skins. And uh, you know, I ended up just striking out like you know seven in a row, eight in a row, and was just blowing doors off people, just boom. And uh, and like me and my cat, ke- like me and my shortstop at the time, were like just jawing back to each other, like they're all, hey man, they can't catch up. They can't hit nothing. I was like, bro, it's way too hard for them. They ain't seeing it. They ain't seeing it. And then so like, yeah, like there was, you know, just several just like dumb things. Like we just messed around. Nothing too like, I, I wasn't big into like I guess um, you know, striking somebody out and like, you know, looking at the hitter and like, 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 what's up? Like I wasn't really that guy like that. Like I was more just like. <laughs> I was more like I would hear the fans or or I would hear the coaching from the other team kind of chirping about me and like that that would piss me off and it was like I'm gonna blow these guys up so that way I can like kind of look at the fans or look at the coaches and I you know it just it was what it was but high school high school was crazy too you know but um yeah just like I said i i I'm always in a weird mental state when I pitch. Like I, I remember a good amount of it, but then there's also stuff like I don't really remember because I'm so locked in.
1: So, did you play another sport, or were you just all channeled baseball? Because you could have been like, baseball. Really you you could have been a hell of a football player with that sort of emotion, man.
0: Yeah, I honestly our football player like tried to try to like have our football coach try to have me like. Like, dude, I was like, nah, man, no, we like, I'm not, no way. Football players are a different breed. You know what I mean? They're a whole different breed and you yeah. got to respect that. Like, I, I don't, I played when I was like, I think what wee or something, whatever your little guy. And like yeah. my coach yelled at everything. Like he, at the time he was, he would just scream, scream, scream. Didn't matter if I made a good play, anything, you know, touchdown, like, stop somebody like he would just scream and i was like i was like mom all this guy does is yell dude like i don't want to be i don't want to be here anymore this is terrible you know what i mean and then my mom like the coach that coach actually got kicked out of the league that year you know what i mean he got kicked out of the league he would just yell and he ruined it for me absolutely ruined. i said mom these guys are crazy. Like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, I'm just like, this guy, this coach is yelling. I just, tu- I just scored a touchdown. He's yelling at me. I said, no way. Went back to baseball, said, dude, this is all I'm going to play. And then uh, I'd play some basketball on the side too, but like never, never competition like that. Like we would run some at, at the Y or, you know, at, at a gym or something or, or in school, but never official. You're a shooter. I'm you? a shooter more than anything. Yeah, I don't. Got, I'm not gonna lie to nobody, man. Like my handles definitely need work. I'm a lefty dominant. You know what I mean? I got the left drive, right side. I'm so open. I'm weak, um, but I got an absolute wetter. You know what I mean? So I, I make up for it. Best
1: on the team. Best on the socks.
0: Ooh, I don't know. We don't really shoot. You know what I mean? I, I, last time I shot a basketball was in the off season. Like it, so it's been like not Dude, even in spring trainings
1: for Let's roll a hoop out and see who's got game.
0: Well, I mean, actually I, so <laughs> I smoked Barnes. I Matt Barnes, he, he likes to, yeah, he's, he's not really a shooter shooter, but he can get on a roll oh. and uh, you know, he's more of like a, he's actually, he surprised me. Sneaky athletic, you know, surprised me. He can get up, gets boards. Um, but uh, we had a shooting competition, and this was in spring training, and, you know, I, I went and I was like, all right, bro, like, let, let, let's go. Let's do this, you know, so we just go three-point line, and I end up hitting, like, you know, 17 out of 20, like, whatever it is, and he's he's just trying to catch up. Like, at this point, he's trying to catch up. Like, he hit, like, you know, he was hitting like, he, he missed a few, like he missed a lot at the first. And then he gets on like a little sneaky streak that kind of like brought him closer to me. And then I just kind of took off again. Like I hit like a, like I didn't miss to start. I didn't miss for like the first 12. then I like, no, I think first, first, like, yeah, about 12 and I missed one or two. And then I went back on it. I went and I ended it. And then he, this was like, we're going to have to run that back at some point, (laughs) but, uh, you closed out the closer way to go. Yeah. I got him. I got him. I had to, I had ice in my veins at that point. It sounds like Boston
1: is a perfect place for you, but were you pissed when the Dodgers called you and said, we're trading you?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, at the time, but like, that's, that's reasonably so like, I don't think anybody wants to get traded and, um, You know, especially for me in LA at the time, like I, I I was just, you know, starting to come into my own, finally got my, finally got my starter role, you know, had just got injured. And it's like, you have you have a lot of like thoughts, like in your mind, like you just get injured and you're kind of like, dude, this team just give up on me. Like this team really just like, you know, traded me while, like, while I'm down, like at my worst, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like I've never been hurt like this in my life. And like, I'm finally dealing with like a, like a real injury. And, uh, just to get traded away, you're like, man, that's tough, you know? And, but mine was like more, I was more sad because of like the fan base. Like I, I loved, I loved LA's fans. Like those, they loved
1: you, dude. They connected with you.
0: Like the fans for me were, were so special, man. They made it, they made, they made my time in LA, like what it was to me. You know, if I didn't have the fans like that, like I wouldn't have had the same, uh, the same, you know, the same feelings, the same emotions that run through me to this day about it. Because I remember, you know, Kenta was pitching one day on my birthday and and they started singing me, the whole outfield singing me happy birthday. And like, you could hear it in the broadcast. It, man, it was just, dude, that was one of those moments. Like I, I had to look around. And I was like, dude, my heart was like fluttering. I was like, oh, dude, this is just, this is sick. This is what dreams, like this is like what you're like in a little kid. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, I was like really my rookie season. Cause like, it was my first full time playing every day. And like the guys just loved me and, and it was, it was super cool. But, um, you know, with that being said, obviously getting traded, um, going over to Boston, like getting with the training staff, getting with, with these guys and, and understanding like what they're about and, and, you know, the, the, the face-to-face, the, the everyday, like, Hey man, we understand, like if you're in the lineup, like we're going to do whatever you need, like for every guy, like, it doesn't matter if you're starting, doesn't matter if you're <clears throat> coming in off the bench, like they, they just, the treatment, the, the preventative stuff, the, the workout, everything that they do is just so, so in tune with, with each individual player smart. that, you know, it, it was, it was a big difference for me. And, and like, Um, you know, just kind of coming over, like I said, it just, I really realized like, Hey, I loved LA and the fans, like they will always be like, have a special place in my heart. Like they're, they're really, really cool to me. Like I'll always have love for them and, and, and like say what's up and take care of them like that. But, uh, you know, Boston, like playing here, seeing like the, the staff, the team, the, the chemistry, I feel like this was, uh, and an then like, this was like a perfect, a perfect fit. So it's just, and you went from where one I needed to be to
1: another in the sport. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, did you watch the world
0: series last year? Um, be honest. Like I watched a little bit, but I really didn't watch too much of it like that.
1: Was it because it was too
0: painful? <laughs> no, it wasn't necessarily painful, you know, cause, um, like I was still happy for the guys. Like I still knew a lot of the guys that got world series rings there. Like they're like, you know, just, it just kind of, it did suck a little. I was like, dang, like I missed it by one year, you know? And, but then also it was like, you know, I was happy for them, but you know, at the same time, I was like, Hey, let's, let's get to work. Like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta get my own. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's the biggest thing I can't, I can't sit here and, and pout and, and mope and say, Oh, I just didn't get my ring. Like, no, nah, who cares, man? Like, whatever. Not, I got to get one with Boston. That is, that's that simple.
1: That's why they'll love you there. And f- feel free to say, Chris, that's a dumb fucking question, this one. <laughs> is there anything good when you get traded and the guy you're getting traded for is Mookie Betts? Is there anything – does that even register for you guys? Because as fans, we look and we're like, damn, Alex Verdugo got traded for an MVP in a likely future Hall of Famer. Or does that not register with you?
0: Um, I mean, I think it's like, you know, you take it for what it is. It's, it's really doesn't register like that, you know? Um, but I guess like if you're, if you're talking to like, to an everyday fan or just like an outside fan like that, it, it's an easy way to say like, Hey, I got traded to, you know, the Red Sox. And then they'll be like, like, I don't, like I've never done this either. So I don't want it to be like that, but I'm just saying like. The mind would be easy to be like, oh, yeah, I got traded for Mookie Betts. And then people all would already know Mookie and they're like, oh, you must be good, too. You know, so it's like I but it doesn't really I don't think of it like that. I don't I don't say that stuff like like I, I think Mookie's a great player and all that. It, it's just like I my mind. Like, that's why I feel like I was me- I was meant to play here. I was I was meant to to kind of be a part of this trade too. It's just like, I, I don't get phased by by this. Like this doesn't, doesn't bother me, man. Like all I know is like, Hey, if I take care of myself, my body, and if I get, and if I get myself right every single day to to go out there and play like my performance, my, my eyes, my, like everything will do. It's would do what I need to do. You know what I mean? Like the numbers will be there in the end. Like my, my, the bats I put, uh, I just feel like it all works out. Like, there's no, it's cool to be part of that trade, but you know, I don't think about it like that. Like it's just Mookie's got to go out there and perform as well. you know, he's got a lot of pressure on his, mm-hmm. on his shoulders with having a big contract and, and things like that. So it's like whatever way you want to take it, you know, anybody can, you know, or Mookie could just say, Hey, I'm Mookie Betts. And I'm, I'm I've done this and I know I'm going to snap out of it. And I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be crushing it again. So it's like, You know, it's all mindset and it's all Mm -hmm. like what you want to let yourself get sunk in. You want to have a pity party. You want to play that, you know, oh, I'm victim. Like you're going to fall into that mindset. Like, or you want to say like, I'm going to go get what I need. Like I'm going to get done what has to get done. And if you have that, like you find ways to overcome a lot of obstacles.
1: It's great perspective. So it wasn't that dumb a question, I guess.
0: Oh, not, not too dumb. No, it wasn't my
1: best, but it was average.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was all right. You know, I, I figured I, Mookie's got to get got to get brought up one time to me.
1: Yeah, at some <laughs> point.
0: That's why, you know,
1: I'm just a generic cliched sports host. That's, no. that's what happens
0: sometimes. Uh,
1: I will say this. Mookie's got great bling game. He does not have Verdugo chain stuff. Have you always been <laughs> a big time chain guy? And what goes into selecting a great chain?
0: Um. So like for me. I've always said like, man, I, like when I get a little bit of money, when I do whatever, like I, I got to get it, I got to get some gold. Like I get some, some diamonds, like, you know, and I, I like now too, especially it's like, I just, I just love it, dude. I really do. I just love the look of it. I feel like I have 80, I feel like I have ADHD, you know, I've never been tested for it. So I get, don't, 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 uh don't quote me on that. But uh Yeah. I just feel like when I'm out there in the outfield, like, you know, if I'm anywhere, like the sun will hit, the sun will start hitting the diamonds and like start reflecting like all, you know, if I'm in a car starts like going on the ceiling, I'm like, Oh, Whoa. Like if I'm outside, like, you know, like I like to just, I just like to look at it, man. It just, you know, really, I really like to look at it. It just something about it just kind of triggers something in my mind where I'm like, Dude, like like these things are shiny, bright. I don't know. I get lost in them and I, I'm just like, you yeah, know, I really like this. This is cool. But um I'm always doing something, man. Always messing around, always, always moving a little bit, you know, especially on the field when I'm like locked in. Cause I just like I, I'm like, I can't stay still. Come on.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> uh, I always wondered though,
1: doesn't that shit weigh you down? Like when you're sliding, doesn't it hurt? Bounces into your chest. I always wondered about
0: that um so this one isn't too bad though it is like i have i don't have my other ones on right now i got to get them cleaned but uh the yeah i have some like i have so the shorter one that you see like by uh-huh. my thumbs that kind of crushes your like collarbone right here <laughs> like that bo- that bad boy i have because like the clasp on it is super fat too and sometimes it rotates and it just goes pop pop right on each collarbone um the 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 other Cuban that's lower. It's not it's not too bad right there. That's more like your chest muscles. You're good. Um, the nine nine one is it gets tough. I actually, I think yesterday before the game I was hitting and uh, in the cage and like I took a swing and the chain went straight up like this and it didn't like slide through its uh through the you know the little links and it just got went pop right in my eyeball and like I was like oh. My eye, that was like blurry for like a solid – like probably like a solid two minutes. I was like, oh, man, that was a tough one, dude. Because like it, it just happened so quick. Like I didn't even get a chance to blink. It just got in there. <laughs> I just – oh.
1: Dude, if you chip a tooth and end up looking like Strahan, I'm going to laugh my ass off, bro. I, I think I have chipped a tooth before.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I think I, I, think I have slightly – slightly cracked teeth, right? Like, you know, I got a gap already. So, you know, I'm just, I'm living it. I'm living
1: it right now. All right, listen, um, we're going to play a little game. We're going to call it Alex and Chains. And uh, since you're our jewelry expert, uh, I'm going to show you three <laughs> chains and I want you to grade them on a scale of one to five diamonds, five being the best. So let's start with uh, Yermin Mercedes of the other socks, the Chicago White Sox. We've seen some bling on him. How do you grade his jewelry collection?
0: Uh, I think I seen I seen I seen one the other day too where he had so many on, it was nuts. Um, but now nah, he's he's for sure he's got he's got flow he's got that real like Latin flow too. You know, obviously it's just a he wears a lot of it. I mean, um, I, I'm in on it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like it. I, I gotta say depending on it, I got to see up close, see the quality, but I mean, I'll give him like a, would you say, would you say was a five, the highest? Yeah. I'll give him like a four and a half, four and a half.
1: That's great. Okay. He'll take that. I'm sure. Uh, Let's go a little old school on you. Ioannis Cespedes.
0: So that's what it is A. Hey, didn't he have a time where he his whole thing blew up on the bases, though? Hell, yes. And as Drupal Cabrera, the next
1: inning at shortstop, started picking up all the diamonds so he could turn it into it a bracelet. A,
0: those are good-sized diamonds, too. I would got to say he's probably got – I'd give him, like, five. I, I bet his – the clarity, like, the quality, I bet you it's, like, super – it was super nice. And for somebody to find the diamonds sparkling through the ground like that, like, they got to be – Decent-sized diamonds, too.
1: I mean, you got to call out a search party. You know, Julio Jones, of course, who just got traded from the Falcons to the Titans a bunch of years ago, lost his diamond earrings in a lake during the summer and hired a recovery crew to go find him. So here they are all over. Here's the Cespedes here's diamonds, dude.
0: Yeah, those are sweet, dude. Those are sweet. Look at that. <laughs> and he throws the rest. I like how he throws it, though. He just said, yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> that's <laughs> savage. If it was me, I'm... time, time, get the metal detector. Or get get something that, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is nuts. That's some funny stuff. All right, here comes the last one. And
1: we just got introduced to the home run swag chain this year by the San Diego Padres. <laughs> yep. What do we think of that on a scale of one to five?
0: Dude. I love it. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I think it's so sick. I think it's hilarious. I would love to feel it, to see the quality. Obviously if it's like, if it's like really kind of like, um, flimsy or, or weak or, or something, it's really gonna, it's really gonna put it like, it's going to weigh heavy on my heart. You know what I mean? It's going to be sad. I'm going to say, Oh man, it's tough. But if it has some weight to it, if it feels sturdy and feels solid and, and like, it's good. Oh man. I, I'm all in on that chain though. I love it. I love it.
1: So that's a five. You got, you got, to that's a just- five
0: easy dude. Yeah. Every time you hit a homer to put on a fat chain like that, dude, and then you can spit it. Oh, bro. That'd be sick.
1: It, Hosmer told me, I think it weighs like six and a half pounds or something.
0: Yeah. That's perfect. Then that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Honestly, I got to, I should, I want to see what they made it out of, man. Cause that thing is, that thing is sweet. It's sweet.
1: You got any boys on the uh, on the Padres you could call?
0: I mean, I could probably I could probably hit up Hosmer. Hosmer, he's he's we're we're boys. We don't I don't hit him up like that. But I got some. I do really enjoy that team because they've got some guys that. Well, yeah. Hey man,
1: you guys brought the basket in the laundry basket. I mean, I never I never thought I would see a day in Boston where you'd be all rolling a guy through the freaking dugout in a laundry basket.
0: I, I I know, but it, it was actually uh, Kevin Pawecki's idea, man. It, it was hilarious though, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it kind of stuck, you know. It stuck. It just it's one of those things. We did it, and and it happened, and the boys <laughs> liked it. We started we started adding like towels into the into the basket, like in the higher that it is, so it's more comfortable. You don't have to be all the way down there. It, it's pretty it's pretty hilarious, man. It was, it was honestly, it's a, it's fun. Like when you get in there, it's like, makes you want to hit a homer. You're like, this is kind of cool. <laughs>
1: but you know, at some point, like it's cool now, but like the first guy that gets in there, you're like, what? You want me to get in
0: what? Like, yeah. 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 But then the, the excitement, you just do it. Dude, and then you're like, never look back from it. That's, that's a pioneer awesome. right there.
1: That's pretty awesome. All right. Before we get, uh, let you go we spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. So it'll land on a category, you'll give us the answer. And- That's hilarious. Today, it's the category is tripping. Um, so obviously we've been in quarantine the last year and a half. You haven't been able to vacation as much as you want. The next vacation you take in the off season, where do you want it to be? If you could go anywhere in the world.
0: oh, That's not fair, man. What? can't say that because now you're going anywhere in the world, and that's out of my price range. Because if we're going, if we're going in reality, okay. I'm probably gonna like, like I really wanted to go to Hawaii or like, uh like Europe. You know what I mean? I want to make those like, those two would be really cool. If we're talking like, we're talking like my dream, you want to do? This, whew, I don't even know. Like I know Dubai would be super cool. Mm. Like I just, you know, I would want to go. Like there's places. That I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know of. So it's like, I, I don't even know where my dream place would be. I would have to look at a map or like have like somebody show me like, Hey, these are some of the, some of the top 10 craziest, most extravagant places. And then I'd probably look at them and see them and be like, wow, I would want to go to those. But like, you know, off top, I feel like I've seen Dubai. Like I, I know Dubai would be super cool. hmm um, you know, just to kind of experience that would be, would be dope.
1: So you got to, uh, I've never been to Dubai either. Cause I'm not in that financial weight class, but <laughs> when you sign your nine figure deal, cause it's coming that somewhere down the road,
0: I'm just telling you go to Dubai. Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to see what, it, what it's about, dude. see, see everything, maybe it'd, it'd, be, it'd be super cool. That's awesome.
1: We'll finish it up with this. I, I know the all-star voting is, is going on what would it mean to you to make an all-star team?
0: I mean, it would mean a lot, you know, obviously it's, uh, it's one of the the higher things that you can get as a, as a player. It stays on your resume forever. Um, you know, my biggest thing is it, it would just be recognition. Like, you know, people understanding like, like what I bring to the game every single day, you know, cause I feel like we get caught into a, a world where all we talk about is, is homers. All we look at is like, you know, homers or OPS or things like that, but it doesn't really contribute to the every single day aspect of it. You know, the, the grinding out every single at bat, the, the, the table setting, you know, not necessarily the, the RBI hits, but what about the doubles or, or the singles that, you know, were hit just before, you know, mm-hmm. the that put the the next guy in the best position to to thrive. And so like, that's my thing is I feel like I, I know I know my value I know that I I impact the game in a lot of different ways and and I can help the team uh, win in a lot of different ways so um, yeah just if if I am an all-star that, that's amazing if, if I'm not you know if I don't make it this year then you know it is what it is nothing changes because I, I still know the type of player I am and and all it really is just means that like your name needs to get out there more, you know, fans need to vote for you more. Cause it's really like a, it's really like a, a popularity contest in, in some regards.
1: Well, listen, you're, you're doing what you can you on the field. You're playing the game the way I like to see it played. You go alley to alley, which is fun. You run, you play defense. It's fun. So you just keep doing your thing on the field and you, fans are gravitating toward you. It's pretty simple, man. Don't change who you are. You know, no, I know never, you're a young never. dude and you're not going to change. And so it's fun for us to watch you do your thing. And now that they're allowing packed houses out there in the American leagues, I think it's even going to be more fun for you. So you
0: definitely, exactly. Gonna yeah. It's going to be so cool, bro. I, I do enjoy the fans and, and interacting with, with road guys and, and everything like that. So it, it is, it is great. You know, I, cause like I do have a good supporting, supporting uh, cast too. There's a lot of people that show me love and, and uh, you know, always, reaching out in my DMS and, and, you know, seeing stuff on Twitter where they're just thanking me for, you know, just taking time or, or things like that. So those, those are the cool interactions and the things that, that get me fired up. Cause you know, a lot of people would just kind of walk away or, or try to get in their car and leave right away. It's like, you know, to spend some time to to make a little kid's day or, or make some people's days is that that's the biggest thing for me.
1: That's damn good. Um, Last thing, can Alex Verdugo the pitcher strike out Alex Verdugo the hitter? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> yes. I love yes. it. Go, go shit talk yourself and video that for us. I, I
0: cool. already do. I do, man. I do. I'm telling you. I try. I'm like, I, I'm the hardest guy on myself. It's crazy. Like, like I have all this this energy and this fun and stuff like that, but also like when the competitor comes out of me, like uh, it's yeah. it's I'm I'm one of the hardest guys on myself, and and I expect to you know come through and 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 do stuff for the for the guys and and you know just be be the guy that people can kind of like like lean on and, and just know like hey man he's he's got us bro he's he's gonna come through
1: well keep doing your thing i enjoyed the conversation man i know you gave us a lot of time today and thank you for doing that i know our viewers and our listeners out there appreciate it as well so it was a good time today man
0: Oh, of course, Chris. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you having me, man. A lot of
1: fun. Continued success. We appreciate everybody joining us here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Special shout out to our editor extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, and our intern, Alden Stone. We'll see you next time on the show.